Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to go to Luke chapter 4. When I was, uh, when I was praying about the service yesterday and Friday, I really felt like the Holy Spirit uh, is going to, well, I know that he's going to use this word to help some of you today that's, you've been struggling to live for the Lord. You've been struggling to, to, to really stay committed to God. You want to, your heart wants to, you know, you have received something real, you know, something has happened, but it's like every time you turn around, you just keep on falling back in the same old mess. And uh, I, I know you, you might not want to be honest in front of people, but I know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to read this passage of Scripture, and I'm going to definitely give you the first point, and then that's probably going to be it. Can we turn that fan off over there, brother? Thank you. That's distracting me. We're just going to sweat it out together in here. How about that? Amen. But bless God. We just, I hope you put your deodorant on. Amen. And, took a shower because if you didn't it's about to tell on you here in about 10 minutes folk gonna, I tell people sometimes sometimes people give you courtesy falls because they just think you stink amen and um and they like this brother's funky right here I'm gonna hit the floor so I ain't got to smell him no more amen and, hallelujah <laughs> so Anyway, so anyway, let, hey, can we do one thing for me? Please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. I, I always want to honor the word of the Lord. And, and um, Luke chapter four, verse one, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's stop right there in case you're having a, an issue with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need to understand Jesus was. Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, so you need to understand that uh, because if, if Jesus did, I want to do it. Can I get a good amen in the house? If Jesus did, I, Jesus did it, I want it. Amen. And so Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing and afterwards... When they had uh, ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, or every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, or by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all of this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, I, if you will worship before me, it will be yours. And Jesus answered and said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. 
And then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said, it has been said, you shall not Tempt the Lord your God. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. Father, in the name of Jesus, over the next few moments I have with your dear people, Please anoint me to preach your word. Father, I pray bless the reading and the preaching of your word. I ask today, God, that you would grant me a prophetic utterance and an anointing to speak it. Lord, I ask today that you would look upon my availability and not my ability and that your spirit would move like mighty waters as I preach today. I ask that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey. I ask that you would look upon my availability and not my ability today, God. And I pray that you would take me and everybody else beyond any limitation that I or anyone else have placed upon this house. And I pray in the name of Jesus that your kingdom would come, your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for this now in the name of Jesus. And everybody shout amen now. Look at three people and tell them, neighbor, you got to win today. Come on, tell somebody, neighbor, you got to win today. <laughs> Y'all let me put some of this hot stuff on my throat just for a moment. I've been shouting for Jesus all week and I, I don't have a whole... Uh, see, when I go to church, I, I plan on losing my voice. I don't plan on losing my voice and watching the Falcons lose in a little while. Because you know you will straight up lose your voice shouting at that TV and then have to repent because you don't cuss a few times and throw some stuff in the living room. I don't plan on losing my voice shouting at the ball game. I don't plan on losing my voice shouting at nothing else. But when it comes to the house of God, the Bible says, give a joyful noise unto the Lord. I will shout for Jesus. Well, preacher, we like quiet churches. You want to know places that are, I mean, dead quiet. They're called cemeteries because there ain't nobody living in them. You can go to a cemetery and the only thing you'll ever hear is maybe a bird chirp somewhere. You might hear somebody cry, but you ain't going to hear nobody shout. You want to know why? Because there ain't no life in a cemetery. But when life is in a place, there is the sound of a shout in the house. There is the sound of life in the house. Somebody shout for the Lord in this place.
That's the reason I refuse to be the frozen chosen. I refuse to be a six-foot popsicle claiming that yesterday was cold enough. I refuse to be dead and twice over, uh, twice picked over and plucked up and put back down. I refuse to be that way. I want to lead a movement of the last days that say I got the fire of the Holy Ghost to reach a nation and shake the gates of hell until it releases every person that he has illegally put claim on. Hallelujah. Somebody told me one time, they said, preacher, God ain't deaf. I said, he ain't no librarian either. I said, take you and your religious spirit, get on down the road somewhere because that thing will kill you, brother. God ain't deaf. He ain't no librarian either. I think the church has been quiet way too long. You want to know why stuff is going on? I ain't even preaching on this right now. You want to know why stuff is going on in this nation like it is? Because the church has been quiet for so long. The church has been quiet in the building. The church has been quiet outside the building. And while we wouldn't lift our voices, hell lifted their voices. But I hear the Holy Ghost saying there is a rising a generation in this land that has a shout that will open the heavens and shake the chains until the shackles fall off. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The church has been so quiet for too long. And one of the reasons why we've been so quiet, we don't even know what we believe anymore. We don't know whether the Bible's true, whether the Quran is true. We don't know whether CNN is telling the truth, Fox News is telling the truth. We don't even know if the school system's telling the truth. We don't know what we believe anymore. But can I give you a word that you need to lay hold of? As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Can I give you a word that you ought to leave this place in? And that is, as God says it, I believe it. And I will lay hold of it, the word of the Lord. Hallelujah, I feel like preaching now. Y'all stay with me, I'm running on about two and a half hours of sleep. I'm telling you right now, the church don't even know what it believes anymore. We're looking to everybody else to tell us what to believe. Can I tell you why they can't tell you what to believe? Because they didn't birth you. They didn't birth you. They can't feed you. And last time I checked, they was not coming back for you. I know that ain't good English, but it's so good preaching. Hallelujah. They're not coming back for you. They didn't birth you in the upper room. So I don't look to the television to tell me what to believe. I don't look to politicians to tell me what to believe. I don't even look to the twice dead church to tell me what to believe. But I pick up this Bible right here and I say, holy men of God, spake as they were inspired by the Holy Ghost and that's what I believe somebody shout I got a word you got to win today you got to win today and right now what's happening what's happening in the church of the uh, the body of Christ right now is that there's, a, there's some present day battles happening right now. There's some present day battles happening right now. And I'm just gonna give you one of them and then Lord willing anyway, and then we're gonna go into the waters of baptism today. And I'm telling you while I'm preaching, there's some folk that didn't lift their hands gonna be water baptized and you're gonna be water baptized. The Holy Ghost is speaking to you right now. Hallelujah.
He's telling you, you got to get up there and get in that water. Oh, glory be to God. If you can go up there and swim in the waters of white water. If you can swim in the waters of Jackson Lake. My God, if you can swim in some of them neighborhood pools. I'm going to tell you, you need to get in the waters of baptism over here. This is holy water. And the power of God's going to hit you when you get down in that water. And when you come up, the Bible says the old things are going to pass away. Hallelujah. You're going to come up a brand new person in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to drown some old men today. We're going to drown some old men today, Pastor Jason and Pastor Antoine. When some people go down in that water, the old man is going to drown. And the new man is going to come up, resurrected in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Breathing from the Spirit of God. We're going to drown some old men today. Glory be to God. Now, some of the old school church, they took that stuff a little literal. They held, they'll hold you down a little while. <laughs> they'll hold you down a little while until they knew that old man was dead. <laughs> and if they bring you back up, I think folk were kicking, not because they got the Holy Ghost. They were just, somebody save me. I'm about to die under this water. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you wasn't shouting when you went down, you were shouting when you came up because you were just glad you didn't drown. Amen. Hallelujah. There's some of you we probably need to hold down for a little while. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's some of you we probably need to hold down for a little while. You'll be thanking God when you come up. Glory be to God. You'll just be thanking God we didn't drown you down there. Hallelujah. But there's a present day battle going on in the body of Christ right now. And, 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 one, and let me just tell you one of the, one of the battles here. The battle is this. The, the first present day battle in the body of Christ right now is the battle between covenant and convenience. I'm, I'm probably going to lose some of my crowd right now. But, it, but see, the Lord said, you've got to say this. It's a battle between covenant and convenience. The definition of convenience is the state of being able to proceed with something with little effort. Preacher, just wave your hand over me. And make it all right. I ain't got time for church. It's not convenient. I'd rather have it playing while I have something else playing. While I have something else playing. While I clean my house all at the same time. Because I don't have a day to keep holy to the Lord anymore. I'm probably going to lose a few of you in just a minute. But listen now. 
the battle that's happening right now, the reason you keep tripping up and reason the old man keeps coming out the grave every time you bury him because you start, you continue to choose convenience over covenants. You continue to choose little effort over much effort. You continue to choose saying, I don't want to fight for stuff that God has already given me. And can I tell you, as long as you choose convenience, you'll continue to walk away from covenants. Hallelujah. See, what I'm talking about is when you tailor and fabricate everything in your life, including your walk with Christ after convenience and not covenant. This is a dangerous thing in the life of a believer because if we continue to fabricate our relationship with Jesus Christ after convenience, then we will soon find out that our relationship with him is beginning to dwindle away. When we find that our relationship is built towards that which only makes us happy and never makes us holy, when we find that our disciplines in our life that are only to facilitate laziness instead of the likeness of Christ. We are beginning to drift away from what God has called us to. We're beginning to walk away from covenant. Your power that God has given you to tread upon the scorpions to tread upon devils the power God has given you to break your family free the power God has given you to walk in your workplace and say thus says the Lord the power God has given you to bring revival to your school the power God has given you to turn a city upside down the power God has given you to preach the gospel to the poor and see revival hit a place it has not been birthed through the land of convenience it has been birthed through the place of covenant when they were in the upper room and the Holy Ghost fell on them there was a covenant that was put inside of them Glory. give me just a few more minutes hopefully I'm not losing all my online crowd but I'm telling you listen you know you got some there's some people that that can't get to church. There's some people that live across state lines. We heard from somebody in Utah the other day. I've been searching five months and still ain't found a Holy Ghost church. There might be one in Utah. I'm not saying there ain't. I'm saying there might be. There's people like that. There's people overseas. They can't get here. But there's something demonic going on. There, I, it, there's something demonic going on. You hear me right now. There's something demonic going on. There's some of you right now that you're watching. Two years ago, could nobody keep you out of the house of God? You would have fought devils. You would have got a speeding ticket, changed a flat tire on the way, and beat all three kids and still got to the house of God on time. But because, because your God Fauci, ain't that how y'all say his name? 
because he told you to stay out of the house of God. You're saying, okay, God, Fauci, I'm going to stay out of the house of God. But can I tell you, I don't serve a God named Fauci. I don't serve a God named Biden. I serve a God named Jehovah. Elohim is his name. He said, if you will trust in me, I got your back. I'll heal you. I'll deliver you. I'll send my angels to rescue you. But you have to believe and trust in me. Glory! And while I'm on it, I heard him the other day saying, I don't know if we're going to be able to have Christmas. I said, man, have you looked at the college football stadiums? Ain't nobody studying you. How many in here would say enough is enough? I've decided I'm going to believe in the most high God. And if my God said it, I'm going to believe it. If my God put it on the paper, it's mine to have. You can't stop Christmas. If you could stop Christmas, you had to go back and stop the birth of Christ. I know he wasn't born on the day of Christmas, but it's when we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus coming to the earth. And if you could go back and stop that, then you could stop Christmas. But can I tell you, you can't stop it because you didn't give it and you cannot take it away. We celebrate the birth of the only Messiah, Jesus Christ, coming to the earth. Hallelujah. The audacity of man. The arrogance of man. To look at God and say, I think I can shut him down. I think I can stop him. Y'all heard me say this about a month ago when when uh, Kumo or whatever his name is came on there. Well, he said it a year ago. He said, you shut your church down or I'm going to shut it down for you. Where you at right now? You ain't got the power to shut the church of the Lord Jesus Christ down. You better hit your knees and repent in this land. You better repent for ever even thinking you could stop the church. He said, I'll build it and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If the gates of hell can't stop it, a politician can't stop it, a virus can't stop it, and nothing else can stop it. We are the church. We are the church of Jesus. I'm going to shut the church down. No, you ain't. You might shut down some religious organizations, but you can't shut down when the Holy Ghost is in it right there. You ain't got the power to do so. 
just refuse to drink the Kool-Aid, brother. I just refuse to drink it. If I'm going to drink some Kool-Aid, it's going to have two cups of sugar in it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's going to have two cups of sugar in it. I want some grape or I want some strawberry. I'm going to drink some real Kool-Aid. I ain't, I ain't. <laughs> I'm going to drink some real Kool-Aid. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. But it's a battle over convenience and covenant, church. That's what you sense battling in you right now. Think about it for those of us who are married today. Think about how shallow your relationship would be with your spouse if it was built on nothing but convenience and not covenant. Now, some of y'all ladies in here, you're talking about, hey, I got a story about convenience. Amen. Y'all just help. Don't, don't bust us out like that right now. But think about it. The only reason you were married was out of convenience. How long do you think that lasts? The first time it was not convenient? We'll holla at you. I got to go. But marriage was not built on convenience. It was built on covenant. So when you, when you stood before a preacher, you, you said some things like this. You said for richer or for poor. You said things like in sickness and in health. Hallelujah. You said something like forsaking all others until death do us apart. What were you saying? When it is not convenient and when it is convenient. When it's good and when it's bad, I ain't going nowhere. I'm not building this off of convenience. I'm building it off of covenant. Hallelujah right now. <laughs> Therefore, there will be times that you walk in your walk with Christ where it's just not convenient. It's not convenient for you to come to church. It's not convenient for you to come to prayer meeting. It's not convenient for you to fast and pray. It's not convenient for you to go take food to them folk that need it. It's not convenient for you to give extra money so that we can reach the lost. It's not convenient for you to witness to your coworkers. But God has not called you to a relationship of convenience. God has called you to a relationship of covenant. And when you begin to wake up to the covenant, you'll wake up to the power that God has put in side of you. Somebody today needs to make up in their mind and say whether it's convenient or not. I'm going to serve the Lord whether it's convenient or not. I'm in this thing until the sweet by and by. Whether it's convenient or not, I'm going to keep walking with Jesus until he comes back. Whether it's convenient or not, I'm going to keep on coming to church and praising the Lord. Whether it's convenient or not, I'm going to keep tithing. I'm going to keep giving my offerings because devil, you can't stop my harvest. Whether it's convenient or not, I'm going to love people that I should not I love. I'm going to forgive people that I should not forgive. I'm going to let some stuff go that I shouldn't have let go. Why? I'm not in 
a relationship of convenience. I'm in a relationship of covenant. And when the covenant is awake and alive in me, so is the power of God. You got to make up your mind. I'm not here out of, out of convenience. I mean, what time is it? My God, we 135. Just you, by, just you being here still right now. It's something saying in you, I ain't studying convenience. Hallelujah, 95 and a half percent of the churches are already out fed and at home napping. They done ate chicken, got their feet up, wait, waiting on the Falcons to lose. Come on, somebody. Waiting on the Falcons to lose. Got a little bit of religion, but no power. Got them a little taste of word, but no revelation. Hallelujah. Heard a little bit of singing, but there wasn't no worship. Hallelujah. They saw a few people uh, cry some tears, but there was no transformation. You want to know why? Because you can't walk up to God with your convenience mindset and pull his arm and say, put something out for me. There's some things you've got to tarry with the Lord on. There's some things you've got to get a hold of the horns of the altar and don't let go until God blesses your life. You might leave there limping, but when you leave there limping, you'll know. I'm in covenant with the most high God. Hallelujah. At home already asleep. But you're here, hearing the word of the Lord. Watching chains fall and people get born again. You're here right now and the Holy Ghost is quickening words inside of you. And the Holy Ghost is bringing dreams and visions back to you that he gave you 10 years ago. And you're here right now and God is dealing with you saying you need to let this go. And you need to let that go. And you need to drop that. And you need to get that out of your life. And you need to forgive her. And you need to forgive him. And you need to do something that's big for my name's sake. What is that? That is the moving of the Holy Ghost that is happening right now because there is a church that refuses to bow to convenience and says, give me the covenant, God. I'm going to give you these other two points and y'all can go preach them. But you got to get your own notes. Number two, the second present day battle in the body of Christ right now is between your will and his word. You have a free will and God will never take that from you. So if you want to walk out of this tent right now and go do stupid stuff, that's your free will. But just because it's your free will don't mean it's right. You can walk out of here and go backslide. You can walk out of here and go get drunk. You can walk out of here and do all kinds of crazy stuff. It's your free will. 
but it don't mean it is right in the eyes of God. Sometimes we think, man, God, if it ain't right with you, would you put an angel in my way like he did with that prophet that time? Put old jackass in the way so he could talk to him. And, and, and let me tell you something. God said, I've already talked to you. I've done given you 66 books that's written down right here, inspired of the Holy Ghost. I've already said something to you. And you can choose whether you want to believe it and obey it or not. Well, I feel like I feel. It's between your will and his word. And I'm going to give you the last point so you can get you some notes and preach it. Hallelujah. The last battle is between your wants and his ways. God has no problem with you wanting better for you and your family. God has, God has no problem with you wanting to be debt free and have nice things. He don't want the nice things having you. But he has no problem. What you think you breaking God because you got a new house? You ain't even touched him. You, you think God don't have much because you got debt free? No, no, you ain't even touched him. He wants you to have these things and your wants are not wrong. What's wrong is when you don't do it his way. Now I'm going to bring you back to circle. Y'all ready? This was my abbreviated version. Here's the circle. Everything the enemy offers Jesus in the wilderness, he's going to get. He's going to get it. But the enemy comes and offers convenience over covenant. He says, he says I know you're hungry, Jesus. Jesus, he said, take this stone and, and make some bread out of it. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Well, we know that there's going to be a day where Jesus is going to grab some bread. And he was going to work a miracle with it. But devil, it ain't on your time and it ain't at your word. That's convenience. Not covenant. He says, listen, he says, all this is mine. Notice Jesus didn't argue with him. Because Adam gave it to him when he sinned. All this is mine. All the authority, all this that you see is mine. I'll give it to you right now if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You shall worship the Lord your God only, and him you shall serve. Matthew 28 tells us that when Jesus was raised from the dead, the Bible says that all authority in heaven and earth was given unto him. Satan was just offering a counterfeit convenience. Take it now. And Jesus said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not here out of convenience. I'm here out of covenant. 
He says, okay, I got you this time. I got you this time. I'm about to twist the scriptures up. I'm going to take you up on a high pinnacle. And, and, and I'm going to get you to throw yourself off because I know what it says in the Psalms. It says in Psalms 91, it says that the Lord is going to give his angels to surround you and bear you up in their hands, lest you even dash your foot against a stone. So, Jesus, why don't you throw yourself off this thing and prove that the angels are going to protect you? He said, Satan, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Watch this. There was a day coming. There was a day coming where Jesus was going to show that death had no power over him. But it ain't at your time, Satan. That's convenience, not covenant. And right now, especially in the blessed United States of America, most of the church is choosing convenience over covenant. And it's costing you your authority and power. Hallelujah. It's not convenient for me to tithe right now. I'm, I'm, I got me, I'm doing me right now. You know, I, I, I got my stuff to take care of. And then when I get it situated, I'm going to start tithing. See, God, not, God is not upset about your wants. You didn't choose his way. Done got quiet in my Pentecostal church today. I, I better stop preaching these last two points and let y'all get y'all's own notes. But. This is the dilemma. So every time you choose convenience over covenant, you trip up, hit your chin. You fall back into who you used to be because convenience don't have no power for you. Brother Trey, imagine if you had to live off what was in a convenience store. How unhealthy would you be if you lived off of what was just in a convenience store? And that's where a lot of the church is right now. We're just living off of what is in convenience stores instead of what is in covenant houses. And God is saying, listen, I never called you to that. Called you to covenant. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at abundantlifechurch.com.